you for coming online, having your wonderful association again. So you want to say something? Yes, Prabhu. So today's topic uh, we are going to discuss uh, from His Grace Sundar Gopal Prabhu is uh, why are we worshipping a statue? Is this uh, idol worship? So this is the question for today. Very good. So this is uh, a point of contention by many uh, impersonalists. They are kind of uh, <clears throat> rejecting this deity worship, you know. They think God is formless. So anybody like who try to make a form of God is actually uh, speculation and it's uh, not authorized according to them. Hmm? So the form of the Lord is not some imagination as they uh, portray. The form of the Lord is given by the Lord himself, you know. Hmm? Like you see here, the Lord explains about the deity, you know. The Lord says here, thing is this the word. Give me a minute, huh? So he went, the uh, wives of the Brahmin, they didn't want to go back to their husband. So the yeah. Lord says here. Yeah. So here the Lord is explaining for you to remain in my bodily association will certainly not please people in this world, nor would be the best way for you to increase your love for me. See? Rather, you should fix your mind on me, and very soon you will achieve me. So this is the, last, the, the point the Lord was telling the Brahmin's wife who left the husband's, you know, they brought all the food to feed the Lord. So the Lord then, you know, further says, this is the point that we're trying to make. It is by hearing about me, seeing my deity form, meditating upon me and chanting my names, glories that love for me develops, not by physical proximity. Therefore, please go back to your homes. So you see, the deity form, of worship has been recommended by the Lord. It's not asking us to go and be with him. Even he did not allow that. He asked the wives to go back, you know. Hmm? So again, the same point the Lord made when the gopis they came and they, they wanted to be with him. And the Lord says again, the same words exactly. 
you know, the same words actually have been repeated, you know, with the gopis also. So the same words Krishna is saying here, same thing, see. Transmuted for me arises by the watching process of learning, of hearing about me, seeing my deity form, meditating on me, and faithfully chanting my glories. The same result is not achieved by mere physical proximity. Again, the same thing. Please go back to your homes. So, see how the deity form. Be stressed, you know. Hmm. Fact: When we go to the Bhagavad Gita, this question was raised by Arjuna, hmm. which is better worship of your person. Say, Arjuna asked this question: "Evam satata yukte bhaktastvam prayupashate ye chapi aksharam avyaktam tesham ke yoga vittamaha." Arjuna inquired, "Which are considered to be more perfect? Those who are always properly engaged in your devotional service, or those who worship the impersonal Brahman, the unmanifested?" So there are two kinds of person: those who worship the form and those who worship the impersonal, formless. Hmm? So Krishna explained here: Sri Bhagavan Uvacha Maya Veshamano Emam Nitya Yukta Upashate Shraddhae Parayopetas Teme Yukta Tamaha Mataha. See here again, the Supreme Personality of Godhead said, those who fix their mind on my personal form are always engaged in worshipping me with great and transcendental faith. They considered by me to be the most perfect. So the Lord has given his, uh, you know, direction. Those who fix their mind on my personal form. Mm. So... So how to for the for the many of us who cannot uh, you know remember the form, therefore the Lord manifests Himself in the deity form, you know. See, but those who fully worship the unmanifested—that means the formless—that which lies beyond the perception of senses, the all-pervading, inconceivable unchanging, fixed, and movable, the impersonal conception of the absolute truth. Right? By controlling the various senses and being equally disposed to everyone, such a person engaged in the welfare of all, at last achieve me. See? See? Very, at last, at last, that means it's difficult, you know? Hmm? Then here it says this most important verse. For those whose minds are attached to the unmanifested, 
impersonal feature of the supreme advancement is very troublesome to make progress in that discipline is always difficult for those who are embodied so you can see here how the lord is uh, you know uh is clearly giving his uh, judgment for those whose mind are attached to unmanifested impersonal feature of the supreme advancement is very tr- troublesome that's a fact your mind is roving like anything so it's very difficult to fix the mind on the impersonal aspect you know the mind has to become fixed you know you cannot fix your mind on the void or the impersonal the light or what to make progress in that discipline is always difficult for those who are embodied that means people like us who have now stuck with the body the program is very difficult you know she is not so easy to think of the impersonal voids or the light whatever hmm so therefore the worship of the impersonal aspect is very very difficult you know on the other hand the lord says here but those who worship me giving up all activities upon me and devoted to me without deviation engage in devotional service always meditating upon me having fixed their minds upon me for them i am she swift deliverer from the ocean of birth and death so in that earlier on the lord says is very difficult uh, and here the lord says if you worship me very quickly uh, you become the swift deliverer from the ocean of birth and death so the mind has to be focused on the lord this way of god the lord says you know you must know this verse two times he stresses on this in fact we read two earlier verses also he said the same thing you know worshiping him thinking of him you know that is the man mana bhava mat bhakta mat jaji mam namaskuru mam evyasi yukteva matmana mat parayana engage your mind always in thinking of me so how to think of krishna if you don't have a physical form become my devotee of who base to me and worship me in completely absorb in me surely will come to me so see this is again the uh, the lord said the same thing again i'm sure you know you know again he stressed the same thing again he said the same thing here hmm? man mana bhava mat bhakta mamya mamya ji mam namaskuro these two lines he change mamevi si satyam te pratijane priyosmi always think of me become my devotee worship me and offer your homage to me thus you will come to me without fail i promise you this because you are my very dear friend so this thinking program can only be done when we are uh, trained to worship the lord in his deity form because the deity form as krishna said earlier is the way in which you can uh, do devotional service 
You cannot do devotional service, you're offering to the light or offering to the air, or, you know, that's not possible. That's why, again, here you can see how Uddhava asked this question. And this was Krishna. Uddhava is asking this question. Sri Uddhava Vacha, Kriya Yoga Samar. Whatever said, my dear Lord, the master of the devotees, please explain to me the prescribed method of worshipping you in your deity form. What are the qualifications of those devotees who worship the deity? On what basis is such worship established? And what is the specific method of worship? So you see here, it is not, not something concocted, you know. This is not some concoction. Huh? Deity worship is actually, you see here, Uddhava is saying, please explain to me the prescribed method of worshipping you in your deity form. What are the qualifications of those devotees? Who worship the deity? Uh, what is the qualification of those devotees who worship the deity? And what basis is such worship established? And what is the specific method of worship? Hmm? If it is some speculation, then Uddhava, who has been a great devotee of the Lord, who is constant associate, would not ask this question. Actually, why deity worship is established is explained here, you know. We'll go to this. We'll come back to this later. Huh? In this verse, you can see why deity worship has been established. So the uh, hmm, great sages Dristvatesham mito naranam ava jnanatatmatam nipa treta adidsu hare archa siyai kavibir krita my dear king, when the great sages and saintly persons saw mutually disrespectful dealings in the beginning of Treta Yoga, deity worship in the temple was introduced with all paraphernalia. See this? So this is in Treta Yoga, you know. I mean, now it's after Dwapara and after now Kali, you know. So when there was disrespectful dealings at the beginning of Treta Yoga, Deity worship in the temple. Deity worship in the temple was introduced with all paraphernalia. In other words, deity worship is introduced to correct this problem of disrespectful dealings. In other words, quarreling and fighting. Okay. This is why it has been introduced. Okay. So, because there are four yugas, Anyone want to read this? Yeah, Prabhu. Whatever result 
one obtained in satya yoga by meditating on vishnu in in treta yoga by performing sacrifices and in dwapara yoga by serving the lord's lotus feet one can also obtain in kali yoga simply by chanting the hare krishna mahamantra in satya yoga every person was spiritually advanced and there was no envy between great personalities gradually however because of material contamination the with the advance of the ages disrespectful dealings appeared among the brahmanas and vaishnavas actually an advanced vaishnava is to be respected more than vishnu as stated in the padma purana aradhanam sarvesham vishnu aradhanam param of all kinds of worships worship of lord vishnu is the best tasmat parataram devi tadiyanam samacharam samarchanam and and recommended more than worship of vishnu is the worship of the vaishnava formerly all activities were performed in connection with vishnu but after satya yuga there were symptoms of disrespectful dealings among vaishnavas srila bhaktivinoda thakur has said that a vaishnava is he who has helped the others become vaishnavas an example of one who has converted many others into vaishnava is narada muni a powerful vaishnava who has converted in others into vaishnavas is to be worshiped because but uh, is is to be worshiped but because of material contamination sometimes such as such an exalted vaishnava is disrespected by other minor vaishnavas when great saintly person, persons saw this contamination they introduced worship of deity in the temple they began in treta yuga and was especially prominent in dwapara yuga dwapare paricharyayam but in kali yuga worship of deity is being neglected therefore chanting of hare krishna mantra is more powerful than deity worship sri chaitanya mahaprabhu set a practical example in that uh, he did not establish any temples or deities but he profusely introduced the sankirtana movement therefore such krishna consciousness krishna consciousness preachers should give more stress to the sankirtana movement especially by distributing transcendental literature more and more this helps the sankirtana movement whenever there is a possibility to worship the deity we may establish many centers but generally we should give more stress to the distribution of transcendental literature for this will be more effective in converting people to krishna consciousness it is said in shrimad bhagavatam 11247 archayam eva haraye pujam ya shraddha dhaye shraddha dhaye hate natad bhakteshu chanyeshu sabhakta prakrita smrata a person who is very faithfully engaged in the worship of deity in the temple but does not know how to behave toward devotees or other people in general is called prakrita bhakta or kanishta adhikari a prakrita devotee or neophyte devotee is still on the material platform he is he certainly engages in worshiping the deity but he cannot appreciate the activities of a pure devotee it has actually been seen that even an even an authorized devotee who is engaged in the service of the lord by preaching the mission of krishna consciousness is sometimes criticized by neophyte devotees such neophytes are described by vishwanath chakravarti thakur sarva prani 
ಅವಗ್ನಸ್ಪರ್ಧಾಧಿಮತಾಂಪರ್ಲಿಪ್ರಿಷಿಯೇಟ್ಸ್ಟಿವಿಟೀಸ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಚೈತನ್ಯ ಚರಿತಾಮೃತ ಅಂತ್ಯ ಸೆವೆನ್ ಡಾಟ್ ಇಲೆವೆನ್ ದಿಸ್ ಕ್ಲಿಯರ್ಲಿ ಸೆಡ್ ಕೃಷ್ಣಶಕ್ತಿ ವಿನಾ ನಹಿ ತಾರಾ ಪ್ರವರ್ತನ ವಿಥೌಟ್ ಬೀಯಿಂಗ್ ಆಥರೈಸ್ಡ್ ಬೈ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಒನ್ ಕೆನಾಟ್ ಪ್ರೀಚ್ ದ ಹೋಲಿ ಹೋಲಿ ನೇಮ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಲಾರ್ಡ್ ಥ್ರೂ ಔಟ್ ದ ಎಂಟೈರ್ ವರ್ಲ್ಡ್ ನೆವರ್ ಲೆಸ್ ಎ ಡಿವೋಟಿ ಹೂ ಡಸ್ ಸೊ ಈಸ್ ಕ್ರಿಟಿಸೈಸ್ಡ್ ಬೈ ನಿಯೋಫೈಡ್ ಡಿವೋಟೀಸ್ ಕನಿಷ್ಠ ಅಧಿಕಾರೀಸ್ ಹೂ ಆರ್ ಆನ್ ದ ಲೋವರ್ ಸ್ಟೇಜಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಡಿವೋಷನಲ್ ಸರ್ವಿಸ್ for them deity worship is strongly recommended so you see here how uh, deity worship plays a very big role especially for people who are beginning in their spiritual life you know but that does not mean that when you become advanced you you don't have to worship the deity because just like chaitanya mahaprabhu i mean is god himself he will always go and take darshan of jagannath baladev and subhadra you know when he saw the lord first time he fainted you know because he is already seeing the lord and the deity are non different and then uh it's not that once you become uh, advanced devotee uh, then you no need to do all these things no the devotee who makes more advancement is always humble to think that he is not advanced at all well so deity worship is very strongly recommended yeah this says here also to live with to live with devotees or to live in a temple means to associate with the shravana kirtana process sometimes neophyte devotees think that they can continue the shravana kirtana process without worshiping the deity but the execution of such shravana kirtana is meant for highly developed devotees like haridas thakur who engaged in the shravana kirtana process without worshiping the deity however one should not falsely imitate haridas thakur and abandon deity worship to try to engage solely in the shravana kirtan this is not possible for neophyte devotees so that this is not possible for the neophyte devotee so daily worship is very very important for fixing our mind as i earlier described uh, same thing is also explained here that if you want to make spiritual advancement then as a neophyte we have to get initiated uh, to be able to do that you know hmm? in the morning afternoon and evening one should worship the deity chant hare krishna mantra offer oblations perform a fire sacrifice and and feed the brahmanas these five activities constitute ಪುರಾಶ್ಚರ್ಯ ಪುರಶ್ಚರ್ಯ ಟು ಅಟೈನ್ ಫುಲ್ ಸಕ್ಸೆಸ್ ವೆನ್ ಟೇಕಿಂಗ್ ಇನಿಷಿಯೇಷನ್ ಫ್ರಮ್ ದ ಸ್ಪಿರಿಚ
first perform these purasharya process of course so this, this uh, thing uh, we we have got five things to do worshiping the deity chanting hare krishna hearing the bhagavatam associating with the bodies and staying in the you know holy place so prabhupada you know has given us the system how to get to do this purashya vidhi you have to go to the temple local temple for initiation where the person trains you up how to chant how to you know can see not that everyone can be suddenly initiated is it this point here can you read yeah it is not that anyone can can be suddenly initiated without meeting the requirements when one is further advanced by chanting the hare krishna mantra 16 rounds daily following the regulative principles and attending classes he receives the sacred thread brahmanical recognition after the after the second six months so this is the process how you know we do these activities but the point that i'm trying to make here is this here can you read this it is shrimad bhagavatam's opinion that the process of deity worship is not actually necessary just as the specific prescriptions of the pancharatra and other scriptures do not have to be followed the bhagavatam enjoins that even without practicing deity worship one can achieve the complete success of human life by any of the other devotional processes such as simply offering oneself to the lord's feet for his protection nonetheless vaishnavas following the path of sri narada and his successors endeavor to establish a personal relationship with the lord by receiving the grace of bona fide spiritual master through initiation and in this tradition the de- the devotees are obliged or obliged at the time of initiation to begin engaging in deity worship although deity worship is not essential the material conditioning of most candidates for devotional service requires that they engage in this activity when we consider their bodily and mental conditions we find that the character of such candidates is impure and their minds are agitated therefore to rectify this material conditioning the great sage narada and others have at different times recommended various kinds of regulations for deity worship so you can see here that uh, deity worship is to correct this problem uh, of impure minds you know you find that the character of such candidates is impure and their minds are agitated you know therefore to rectify this material conditioning the great sage and others have different times recommended various kinds of regulation for deity worship so in other words to correct this problem of impurity and agitation deity worship is very very important hmm? the best of the brahmanas even without initiation preliminary purification or acceptance of the renounced order one can attain perfection in devotional service simply by chanting the lord's holy name in other words the chanting of the hare krishna maha mantra is so powerful that it does not depend 
or official initiation. But if one is initiated and engages in Pancharatra Vidhi, deity worship, his Krishna consciousness will awaken very soon and his identification with the material world will be vanquished. The more one is freed from the material identification, the so more... You can, so you can see uh, that, of course, the chanting is very powerful, but who is chanting so purely? Hmm. Without initiation, it's difficult to get the mercy of the Lord to chant purely. Hmm. Because that is explained here that unless you're connected, it's difficult to, you know, I think we, we will come back to this. Says here. Diksha is the process by which one can awaken his. Sorry, I finished. Give me a minute. Yeah. Yeah. All right, read this. Unless one is initiated by a bona fide spiritual master, all his devotional activities are useless. A person who is not properly initiated can descend again into the animal species. So this is the problem, you know, if you not initiated, it's difficult to take up the chanting process. Yeah? Where we are? Oh, we went down. Okay. Can you read this? Yeah. Well. So Jiva Goswami explains Diksha in, in his Bhakti Sandarbha. Divyam Gyanam Yato Dadyat Kuryat Papasya Sankshayam Tasma Dikshati Saprokta Deshiktais Tatva Kovidai. Diksha is the process by which one can awaken his transcendental knowledge and vanquish all reactions caused by sinful activity. A person expert in his in the study of the revealed scriptures knows this process as Diksha. The regulative principles of Diksha are explained in the Hari Bhakti Vilas 234 and the Bhakti Sandarbha 283 as stated. Even though born in a Brahmana family, one cannot engage in Vedic rituals without being initiated and having a sacred thread. Although born in a Brahmana family, one becomes a Brahmana only after initiation and the sacred thread ceremony. Unless one is initiated as a Brahmana, one cannot worship the holy name properly. According so this, to is, this is the point here, you know. Either if we are not properly initiated, you cannot chant the holy name properly. And also you cannot perform deity worship, you know. So if you want to do deity worship, then you have to take initiation. Without that, that's not possible. You know, it's not that you go to the market and you buy one deity and then you start, you know. This is, this is not uh, recommended, you know. That's why here, in order to get into deity worship, you need to be trained, you know. You have to have initiation. Then yes, you know, then yes, is how to do this is explained. 
There are so many things that uh, one has to understand, has to learn, you know. That's why only Brahmins are allowed to do deity worship. It's not that everybody and anybody can do that, you know. Hmm? Yes. You understand? Hmm? Again, here I'm. So here, this is another verse. Okay, you can see this verse. Yeah, read the purport. Hare Krishna, Jagan Prabhu, if you can read. Hare Krishna Prabhu. As stated uh, herein before, there are three kinds of devotees of the Lord. The first class devotee does not at all see anyone who is not in the service of the Lord. But the second class devotee makes distinctions between devotees and non-devotees. The second class devotees are therefore meant for preaching work. And as referred to the previous verse, they must, they must loudly preach the glories of the Lord. The second class devotee accepts disciples from the sections. section of third class devotees are non-devotees. Sometimes the first class devotee also comes down to the category of second class devotee for preaching work. But the common man who is expected to become at least a third class devotee He is advised herein to visit the temple of the Lord and bow down before the deity. Even though he may be very rich man or even a king with a silk turban or crown, the Lord is the Lord is the Lord of everyone, including the great kings and emperors and men who are rich in the estimation of mundane people must therefore make it a point to visit the temple of Lord Sri Krishna and regularly bow down before the deity. The Lord in the temple, the Lord in the, the Lord in the temple is in the worshipable form is never to be considered to be made of stone or wood, for the Lord in his archa incarnation as the deity in the temple shows immense favor to the fallen souls by his auspicious presence. By the hearing process, as mentioned herein before, this realization of the presence of the Lord in the temple is made possible. As such, the first process in the routine work of devotional service, hearing, is the essential point. Hearing by all classes of devotees from the authentic sources like Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam is essential. 
the common man who is puffed up with his material position and does not bow down before the deity of the lord in the temple or who defies temple worship without any knowledge of the sign must know that his so called turban or crown will only succeed in further drowning him in the water of the ocean of material existence a drowning man with a heavy weight on his head is sure to go down more swiftly than those who have no heavy weight a fool is puffed up man defies the signs of god and says that god has no mean, god has no meaning for him but when he is in the grip of god's law and is caught by some diseases disease like cerebral thrombosis that godless man sinks into the ocean of his science by the weight of his material acquisitions advance of material adva- advancement of material science without god consciousness is a heavy load on the head of is 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 a heavy load on the head of the human society and so one must take heed of this great warning the common man if he has no time to worship the lord may at least engage his hands for a few seconds in washing or sweeping the lord's temple maharaja prataparudra the greatly powerful king of orissa was always very busy with heavy state responsibilities at at he made it a point to sweep the temple of lord jagannatha at puri once a year during the festival of the lord the idea is that however important a man one may be he must accept the supremacy of the supreme lord this god consciousness will help a man even in his material prosperity maharaja prataparudra subordination before Lord Jagannath made him a powerful king so much so that even the great patan in his time could not enter into orissa on account of the powerful maharaja prataparudra and at last maharaja prataparudra was graced by lord shri, shri chaitanya on on the very grounds of his acceptance of subordination to the lord of the universe so even though a rich man's wife has glittering bangles made of gold on her hand she must engage she must engage herself in the rendering service to the lord read the translation sure bro the eyes the eyes which do not look at the symbolic representations of the personality of godhead vishnu his forms name quality etc or like those printed on the plumes of peacock and the legs which do not move to the holy places where the lords uh, where the lord is remembered are considered to be like tree trunks especially for the household Uh, especially for the householder devotees the path of deity worship is strongly recommended as far as possible every householder by the direction of the spiritual master must install the deity of vishnu forms like radha krishna 
Lakshmi Narayana or Sita Rama, especially, or any other form of the Lord like Narsimha, Varaha, Gaurnitai, Matsya, Kurma, Saligramasila, and many other forms of Vishnu, like Trivikrama, Keshava, Achuta, Vasudeva, Narayana, and Damodara, as they are recommended in the Vaishnava Tantras or Puranas. And one should worship the deity with one's family following the directions and regulations of Archana Vidhi. Any member of the family who is above 12 years of age Any, any member of the family who is above the 12 years of age should be initiated by a bona fide spiritual master and all the members of the household should be engaged in the daily service of the Lord, beginning from morning 4 a.m. till night 10 p.m. by performing Mangalarati, Nirajana, Archana, Puja, Ketana, Sringara, Boga, Vaikali, Sandhyarati, Patha, Bhoga at night, Sayanarati, etc. Engagement in such worship of deity under the, under the direction of bona fide spiritual master will greatly help the householders to purify their very existence and make rapid progress in spiritual knowledge. Simply, theoretical book knowledge is not sufficient. Not sufficient for a neophyte devotee. Book knowledge is theoretical, whereas the archana process is practical. Spiritual knowledge must be developed by a combination of theoretical and practical knowledge, and that is the and that is the guaranteed way of attainment of spiritual purpose, perfection. The training of devotional service for a neophyte devotee completely depends on the expert spiritual master who knows how to lead his disciple to make gradual progress. On, on the path back home. Gradual progress on the path back home, back to Godhead. One should not become a pseudo-spiritual master as a master of business to meet one's family expenditures. One must be an expert spiritual master to deliver the disciple from the clutches of impending death. Srila Vishwanatha Chakravati Thakura has defined the bona fide qualities of a spiritual master and one of the verses in the description reads, Shri Vigrahara, Shri Vigrahara, Dhananichanana, Shringara Dhanmandira Machanada, Yuktasya Bhaktamja Niyunjatopi, Vande Guru Shri Charanaravindam. Shri Vigraha is the Acha or suitable worshipful form of the Lord, and the disciple should be engaged in worshipping the deity regularly by Sringara, proper decoration and dressing, and as also by Mandira Marjana, the matter of cleansing the temple. The spiritual master teaches. The neophyte, neophyte devotee, all these kinds, all these, all these kindly and personally to help him gradually in the realization of the transcendental name, quality, 
form etc of the lord only attention engaged in the service of the only attention engaged in the service of the lord especially in dressing and decorating the temple accompanied by musical kirtana and spiritual instructions from scriptures can save the common man from the hellish cinema attractions and rubbish sex songs broadcast everywhere everywhere by radios if one is unable to maintain a temple at home he should go to another temple where all the above performances are regularly executed visiting the temple of a devotee and looking at the looking at the profusely decorated forms of the lord well dressed in a well decorated sanctified temple naturally infuses the mundane mind with spiritual inspiration people should visit holy places like rundavana where such temples and worship of the deity are worship of the deity are specifically maintained formerly all rich men like kings and rich merchants constructed such temples under the direction of expert devotees of the lord like the six goswamis and it is the duty of the common man to take advantage of these temples and festivals observed in the holy places of pilgrimage by following in the footsteps of great devotees anuvraja one should not visit all these sanctified pilgrimage places and temples with sightseeing in mind but one should must go to the temples and sanctified sanctified places immortalized by the transcendental pastimes of the lord and be guided by proper man who know the signs this is called anuraja anu means to follow it is therefore best to follow the instruction of the bona fide spiritual master even in visiting the temples and the holy places of pilgrimage one who does not move in that way is as good as a standing tree condemned by the lord not to move the moving tendency of the human being is misused by visiting the places for sightseeing the best purpose the the best purpose of such traveling tendencies could be fulfilled by visiting the holy places established by great acharyas and thereby not being misled by the atheistic propaganda of money making man who have no knowledge of spiritual matters so you can see here from this uh, verse that how uh, deity worship is very much recommended hmm? as far as possible that the part of deity worship is strongly recommended hmm? see especially for householder devotees as far as possible every householder by the direction of the spiritual master not speculation eh, must install the deity of the forms of radha krishna lakshmana and sita ram especially and uh, or any other form of the lord like narasimha varaha goranitai matsya kurma salagram sila and many other forms of vishnu like trivikram kesava so many forms of the lord eh? 
see and he has to do he has to wake up early see here it says here how to worship deity if not deity worship you do at 10 o'clock in the morning no huh? any see this regulation for archana vidhi the worship of the deity any member of the family is above 12 years of age should be initiated bona fide by a bona fide spiritual master and all the members should engage in daily service of the lord beginning see here from 4 am till night 10 pm Hmm? So daily worship doesn't mean that we speculate. No, we do what we like. As we like, we open the curtain. We dress. We like. We close. You know, we don't have time. We close completely. We don't even look at the deities. That deity then daily worship becomes a burden. Huh? So because it's interfering with one sense gratification. Hmm. right so therefore the whole idea is to become become purified yeah uh, will greatly help you see here engagement in worship of the deity under the direction of a bona fide spiritual will greatly help the householder to purify the very existence and make rapid progress in spiritual knowledge yeah see that simply reading books not sufficient for a neophyte devotee book knowledge is theoretical whereas the archan process is practical hmm? in fact if you read just the books and not do anything practical uh, it cannot help at all thing is 31 see this was spoken by the lord knowledge about me as described is very confidential and has to be realized in conjunction with devotional service the necessary for the finale for that process been explained by me you may take it up carefully so simply reading books and not doing puja uh, devotional service you cannot realize it has to be realized in conjunction so it is not possible if you just read book like a bookworm and not do any practical devotional service devotional service means deity must be there temple must be there devotees must be there ah oh, it is not some speculation that we kind of uh, doing everything as people claim no Deity is not some ordinary personality; is non-different from the Lord. No, huh? that's why it also says, "No, the deity and me are non-different." Hmm? Yes. Sometimes we think that our oh, deity is made of stone, you know, and that becomes an offense. We try to think that the deity is some stone. Hmm? That verse is there. Archa Vishnu Siladi. Huh? You think that the deity is made of stone? Hmm? Let us get this verse out for you. Hmm? 
This way it says, uh, then you can read this verse. I think it is there in the Bhagavad Gita also, no? Anyone knows? So anyone who thinks that the worship of the deity is stone and, you know. Think this is some kind of a speculation. Eh? It's in the 421 Okay, better. 421. Yeah, better. Thanks. So you can see here this verse huh? that one who thinks that the deity is some speculation. Huh? See, this this verse is uh, from the Vishnu Puranam, the Patma Puranam. This is Patma Puranam. Huh? One who thinks that the deity in the temple made of wood, stone, thinks that the spiritual master as an ordinary man who thinks that the Vaishnava is the, in the Achuta Gotra to belong to a certain caste or creed, who thinks of Charnamrita, of Ganges water, as ordinary water is taken to be a resident of hell. You see? see that? So if you think like this, that the deity worship is some mundane stuff, then you are no better than, uh, you know, someone is coming from hell, you know. It's also explained here in the Bhagavad Gita also. Hmm? In this verse also, it is says here, One who considers the body of Krishna to be material should be driven out from all rituals and activities of surti and smriti. And if one by chance sees his face, one should at once take bath in the Ganges to rid himself of his infection. So that someone thinks that this thing is all some concoction and speculation, then actually he is, uh, you know, making a mistake, you know. So to prove... Uh, <clears throat> Uh, how the deity is, uh, you know, very uh, transcendental. So we're going to read this thing here a bit now. Go and read this thing now. Well, we, I hope we have time. We can uh, right. I'll just read the 
versus want to start anyone want to start hare krishna parul mataji can you read please yes please hare krishna i offer my respectful obeisances to madhavendra puri who has given a pot of sweet rice stolen by shri gopa gopinath celebrated there after us shira kora being pleased by madhavendra puri's love shri gopal the deity of govardhana appeared in the public vision we see how the deities are relating to the devotees huh? i i don't have time to read the purport but i'll just go to the huh, verses huh? so chaitanya mahaprabhu he went and he came to this temple sakshi gopal this is recorded you know not that we are speculating can you read the deity of gopinatha in the temple ramana was very attractive Lord Chaitanya visited the temple and offered his obeisances with great devotion. When Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu offered his obeisances at the lotus feet of Gopinath Deity, the helmet of flowers on the head of Gopinath fell down. It landed on the head of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So you see how the deity reciprocates. Yeah? If deity worship is some kind of a bogus thing, and the Lord is not there, how the helmet on the head of the deity dropped when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu paid his obeisances? Huh? When the deity's helmet fell upon his head, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu became very pleased, and thus he chanted and danced, danced in various ways with his devotees. See how. This is the reciprocation with the deity. All the servants of deities were struck with wonder due to Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's intense love, his exquisite beauty, and his transcendental qualities. Because of their love for Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, they sensed him in many ways. Instead, Pinat. I didn't hear this part. And that night, the Lord stayed at the temple of Gopinath. The Lord remained there because He was very eager to receive the remnants of sweet rice offered to the Gopinath deities. Having adoration of His spiritual master Ishvara Puri, of what had once. The voice is breaking. The deity was known widely as Shira Gora, Shira Kora Gopinath, and Shir, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Kir Kora, Kir Kir Kir, sweet rice. Kir Kora Gopinath and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu told his devotees the story of how the deity became so famous. Formerly, the deity 
had stolen a pot of sweet rice from from Madhavendra Puri. Therefore, he became very famous as the lord who stole the sweet rice. So you see how the deity has stolen sweet rice from Madhavendra Puri is devotee. If deity worship is some kind of a fictitious, uh, you know, stone, then how this can happen? Once Sri Madhavendra Puri traveled to Vrindavan, where where he came upon the hill known as Govardhan. Madhavendra Puri was almost mad in ecstasy of love of Godhead, and he did not know where it was day or night. Sometimes he stood up and sometimes he fell on the ground. He could not discriminate whether he was in a proper place or not. After circulating the hill, Madhavendra Puri went to Govinda Kunda and took his bath and then sat beneath a tree to take his evening rest. While he was while he was sitting beneath a tree, beneath a tree, an unknown coward boy came up, uh, came with a pot of milk, placed it before Madhavendra Puri, and smiling addressed him as follows: "Oh Madhavendra Puri, please drink the milk I have brought. Why don't you pick some food to eat? What kind of meditation are you undergoing?" When he saw the beauty of that boy, Madhavendra Puri became very satisfied. Hearing his sweet words, he forgot all hunger and thirst. Madhavendra Puri said, Who are you? Where do you reside? And how did you know that I was fasting? The boy replied, Sir, I am a cowherd boy and I reside in this village. In my village, no one fasts. In this village, a person can beg food from others and thus eat. Some people drink only milk, but if a person does not ask anyone for food, I supply him with all, all his eatables. The women who come here to take water saw you and they supplied me with this milk and sent me to you. The boy continued. I must go on very soon to milk the cows, but I shall return and take bath, take take back this milk pot from you. Saying this, the boy left the place. Indeed, he suddenly could could be seen no more. And Madhavendra Puri's heart was filled with wonder. After drinking the mil milk, Madhavendra Puri washed the pot and put it aside. He looked toward the path, but the boy never returned. Madhavendra Puri could not sleep. He sat and chanted the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra. And at the end of at the end of the night he dozed a little and his external his external activity stopped. In a dream Madhavendra Puri saw the same very boy. The boy who came bef came before him, holding his hand, took him to took him in the bush in the jungle. The boy showed Madhavendra Puri the bush and said, "I reside in this bush." 
Because of this, I suffer very much from severe cold, rain showers, winds, and scorching heat. Please bring the people of the village and get them, get them to take me out of the out of, of this bush. Then have them situate me nicely on top of the hill. Please construct a temple on top of that hill. The boy continued and installed me in that temple. After this, wash me with large quantities of cold water so my body may be cleansed. For many days, I have been observing you and I have been wondering, when will Madhavendra Puri come here to serve me? I have accepted your service due to your ecstatic love for me. Thus I shall appear. And by my audience, all fallen souls will be delivered. My name is Gopal, and I am the lifter of Govardhan Hill. I was installed by Vajra, and I am the authority. When the Muslims attacked, the priest who was serving me hid me in this bush in the jungle. Then he ran out of fear of, of the attack. Since the priest went away, I have been staying in this bush. It is, a very, it is very good that you have come here. Now just remove me with care. After saying this, the boy disappeared. Then Madhavendra Puri woke up and began, began to consider this dream. Madhavendra Puri began to lament. I saw Lord Krishna directly, but I could not recognize him. Thus he fell on the ground in ecstatic love. Madhavendra Puri cried for some time, but then he fixed his mind on executing the order of Gopal. Thus he became tranquil. After taking his morning bath, Madhavendra Puri entered the village and assembled the people. Thus he spoke as follows. The proprietor of this village, Govardhan Dhari, is lying in the bushes. Let us go there and rescue him from that place. The bushes are very dense and we will not be able to enter the jungle. Therefore, take choppers and spades to clear the way. No. After hearing this, all the people accompanied Madhavanjapuri with great pleasure. According to his direction, they cut down bushes, cleared a path, and entered the jungle. Pramanya Prabhu, can you please read? Thanks, uh, Parul Mataji. Hare Krishna Prabhu. Hare Krishna. Yes, Prabhu, we can hear you. Continue. Uh, should I read, Prabhu? Yes, Prabhu, yes. Okay, Prabhu. When they saw the deity covered with dirt and grass, they were all struck with wonder and pleasure. 
after they had cleansed the body of the deity, some of them said, the deity is very heavy. No single person can move him. Since the deity was very heavy, some of the stronger men assembled to carry him to the top of the hill. Madhavendrapuri also went there. A big stone was made into a throne and the deity was installed upon it. Another big stone was placed behind the deity for support. All the Brahmana priests of the village gathered together with new water pots and water from Govindakunda Lake was brought here and filtered. When the deity was being installed, water was brought from Govindakunda and hundreds of new pots. There were musical sounds of bugles and drums and the singing of women. During the festival at the installation ceremony, some people sang and some danced. All the milk, yogurt, and clarified butter in the village were brought to the festival. Various foods and sweetmeats, as well as other kinds of presentations were brought there. I am unable to describe all these. The villagers brought a large quantity of tulsi leaves, flowers, and various kinds of garments. Then Sri Madhavendra Puri personally began the Abhisheka, bathing ceremony. After all inauspicious things were driven away by the chanting of the mantra, the deity's bathing ceremony started. First, the deity was massaged with a large quantity of oil so that his body became very glossy. After the first bathing, further bathings were conducted with Panchagavya and then with Panchamrita. Then the Mahasnana was performed with ghee and water, which had been brought in 100 pots. After the Mahasnan was finished, the deity was again massaged with scented oil and his body was made glossy. Then the last bathing ceremony was performed with scented water kept within a conch shell. After the body of the deity was cleansed, he was dressed very nicely with new garments. Then sandalwood pulp, tulsi garlands and other fra fragrant flower garlands were placed upon the body of the deity. After the bathing ceremony was finished, incense and lamps were burned and all kinds of food offered before the deity. These foods included yogurt, milk, and as many sweetmeats as were received. The deity was first offered many varieties of food, then scented drinking water in new pots, and then water for washing the mouth. Finally, pan mixed with a variety of spices was offered. After the last offering of Tambula and Pan, Bhoga Arthri was performed. Finally, everyone offered various prayers and then obeisances, falling flat before the deity in full surrender. As soon as the people of the village had understood that the deity was going to be installed, they had brought their entire stocks of rice, dal and wheat flour. They brought such large quantities that the entire surface of the top of the hill was filled. When the villagers brought their stock of rice, dal and flour, the potters of the village brought all kinds of cooking pots and in the morning the cooking began. Ten brahmanas cooked the food grains and five brahmanas cooked both dry and liquid vegetables. The vegetable preparations were made from various kinds of spinach, roots and fruits collected from the forest and someone made bada and bari by mashing dal. In this way, the brahmanas prepared all kinds of food. 
Five to seven men prepared a huge quantity of chapatis, which were completely covered with ghee, clarified butter, as were all the vegetables, rice, and dal. All the cooked rice was stacked on palasha leaves, which were on new cloths spread over the ground. Around the stack of cooked rice were stacks of chapatis, and all the vegetables and liquid vegetable preparations were placed in different pots and put around them. Pots of yogurt, milk, buttermilk, and shikharini, sweet rice, cream, and solid cream were placed alongside the vegetables. In this way, the Annakuta ceremony was performed, and Madhavendra Puri Goswami personally offered everything to Gopal. Many water pots were filled with scented water for drinking, and Lord Sri Gopal, who had been hungry for many days, ate everything offered to him. So you can see here how the deity, uh, they re he relates, you know, how he gets hungry, he's buried in the ground, uh, he talks to Gopal, I mean to Madhavendra Puri. So if he's some kind of a stone, then all these things will not happen. Hmm? Yes, right? Can you yes, Although Sri Gopal ate everything offered, still by the touch of his transcendental hand, Everything remained as before. So this is the position of the Lord. No, he can eat by looking. And after eating, he can read the purport. Yes, purport. The atheists cannot understand how the Supreme Personality of Godhead, appearing in the form of the deity, can eat all the food offered by his devotees. In the Bhagavad Gita, chapter 9, verse 26, Krishna says, Patram pushpam phalam toyam yome bhaktiya prayashadi tadaham bhakti parhakam ashnami prayatatmanaha. If one offers me with love and devotion a leaf, a flower, a fruit, or water, I will accept it. The Lord is Purna, complete, and therefore he eats everything offered by his devotees. However, by the touch of his transcendental hand, all the food remains exactly as before. It is the quality that is changed. Before the food was offered, it was something else. But after it is offered, the food acquires a transcendental quality. Because the Lord is Purna, he remains, he remains the same even after eating. Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnamevavashishyate Ishopanishad invocation. The food offered to Krishna is qualitatively as good as Krishna. Just as Krishna is avyaya, indestructible, the food eaten by Krishna being identical with him remains as before. Apart from this, Krishna can eat the food with any one of his transcendental senses. He can eat by seeing the food or by touching it. Nor should one think that it is necessary for Krishna to eat. He does not become hungry like an ordinary human being. Nonetheless, he presents himself as being hungry, and as such, he can eat everything and anything, regardless of quantity. The philosophy underlying Krishna's eating is understandable by our transcendental senses. When our senses are purified by constantly being engaged in the devotional service of the Lord, we can understand Krishna's activities, names, forms, qualities, pastimes, and entourage. No one can understand Krishna by the blunt material senses, but he reveals himself to the devotees being pleased with them for their transcendental loving service unto him. The devotees understand Krishna through revelation. It's not possible for a mundane scholar to understand Krishna and his pastimes through research work on the non-devotional platform. 
How Gopal ate everything while the food remained the same was transcendently perceived by Madhavendra Puri Goswami. Nothing remains a secret to the devotees of the Lord. The wonderful festival and installation of Sri Gopalji was arranged in one day. Certainly, all this was accomplished by the potency of Gopal. No one but a devotee can understand this. Madhavendra Puri offered water to Gopal for washing his mouth and he gave him betel nuts to chew. Then, while Aarti was performed, all the people chanted, Jai, Jai, all glories to Gopal. Arranging for the Lord's rest, Sri Madhavendra Puri brought a new cot and over this he spread a new bedspread and thus made the bed ready. A temporary temple was constructed by covering the bed all around with a straw mattress. Thus there was a bed and a straw mattress to cover it. After the Lord was laid down to rest on the bed, Madhavendra Puri gathered all the Brahmanas who had prepared the prasadam and said to them, Now feed everyone sumptuously from the children on up to the aged. All the people gathered there, sat down to honor the prasadam, and by and by they took food. All the Brahmanas and their wives were fed first. Those who took prasadam included not only the people of Govardhan village, but also those who came from other villages to see the deity of Gopal. They too were offered prasadam to eat. Seeing the influence of Madhavendra Puri, all the people gathered there were struck with wonder. They saw that the Annakuta ceremony, which had been performed during, before during the time of Krishna, was now taking place again by the mercy of Sri Madhavendra Puri. All the Brahmanas present on that occasion were initiated by Madhavendra Puri into the Vaishnava cult and Madhavendra Puri engaged them in different types of service. Can you read that? Prabhu? Can you read this? Yes, Prabhu. In order for such a qualified Brahmana to worship the deity, he must be a Vaishnava. Thus, the Vaishnava's position is superior to that of the Brahmana. This example given by Madhavendra Puri confirms that even though a Brahmana may be very expert, he cannot become a priest or servitor of the Vishnu Murti unless he is initiated in the Vaishnava Mantra. After installing the deity of Gopal, Madhavendra Puri initiated all the Brahmanas into Vaishnavism. He then allotted the Brahmanas different types of service to the deity, from 4 in the morning until 10 at night, from Mangala Arutri to Shain Arutri. There must be at least five or six Brahmanas to take care of the deity. Six Arutriks are performed in the temple and food is frequently offered to the deity and the prasadam distributed. This is the method of worshipping the deity according to the rules and regulations set by the predecessors. Our Sampradaya belongs to the reciprocal succession of Madhavendra Puri, who belonged to the Madhva Sampradaya. We are in the reciprocal succession of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who was initiated by Sri Ishwar Prabhu, uh, Sri Ishwar Puri, a disciple of Madhavendra Puri's. Our sampradaya is therefore called the Madhva Gaudiya Sampradaya. As such, we must carefully follow in the footsteps of Sri Madhavendra Puri and observe 
and observe how he installed the Gopal deity on top of the Govardhan hill, how he arranged and performed the Annapurna ceremony in only one day, and so forth. Our installation of deities in America and in the wealthy countries of Europe should be carried out in terms of Sri Madhavendra Puri's activities. All the servitors of the deity must be strictly qualified as Brahmanas and specifically must engage in the Vaishnava custom of offering as much prasadam as possible and distributing it to the devotees who visit the temple to see the Lord. After taking rest, the deity must be awakened at the end of the day and immediately some food and some water must be offered to him. When it was advertised throughout the country that Lord Gopal had appeared atop Govardhan Hill, all the people from neighboring villages came to see the deity. One village after another was pleased to beg Madhavendra Puri to allot them one day to perform the Annapurna ceremony. Thus, day after day, the Annapurna ceremony was performed for some time. Sri Madhavendra Puri did not eat anything throughout the day, but at night, after laying the deity down to rest, he took a milk preparation. The next morning, the rendering of service to the deity began again, and people from one village arrived with all kinds of food grains. The inhabitants of the village brought to the deity of Gopal as much food grains, ghee, yogurt, and milk as they had in their village. The next day, almost as before, there was an Anakuta ceremony. All the Brahmanas prepared foods and Gopal accepted. The ideal place to execute Krishna consciousness is Vrajabhumi or Vrindavan, where the people are naturally inclined to love Krishna and Krishna is naturally inclined to love them. Throngs of people came from different villages to see the deity of Gopal and they took Mahaprasadam sumptuously. When they saw the super-excellent form of Lord Gopal, all their lamentation and unhappiness disappeared. All the villages in, neighbor, uh, all the villages in neighboring Rajabhumi, Vrindavan, became aware of the appearance of Gopal, and all the people from these villages came to see him. Day after day, they all performed the Anakuta ceremony. In this way, not only the neighboring villages, but all the other provinces came to know of Gopal's appearance. Thus, people came from all over, bringing a variety of presentations. The people of Mathura, who were very big capitalists, also brought various presentations and offered them before the deity in devotional service. Thus, countless presentations of gold, silver, garments, scented articles and eatables arrived. The store of Gopal increased daily. One very rich Kshatriya of the royal order constructed a temple, someone made cooking utensils, and someone constructed boundary walls. Each and every family residing in the land of Rajabhumi contributed one cow. In this way, thousands of cows became the property of Gopal. Eventually, two Brahmanas in the renounced order arrived from Bengal and Mahajendra Puri, who liked them very much, kept them in Vrindavan and gave them all kinds of comforts. These two were then initiated by Mahajendra Puri and he entrusted them with the daily service of the Lord. This service was performed continuously and the worship of the deity became very gorgeous. Thus, Mahajendra Puri was very pleased.
In this way, the deity worship in the temple was very gorgeously performed for two years. Then one day, Madhavendra Puri had a dream. In his dream, Madhavendra Puri saw Gopal who said, my bodily temperature still has not decreased. Please bring sandalwood from the Malaya province and smear the pulp over my body to cool me. So you see here again how the Lord is speaking to his dear devotee. And he's also explaining how the body, his body is feeling so hot still, despite, you know, all the water bathing him. Huh? So yes, if the deity is some kind of a stone, how this all can happen? Hmm? Do you understand this point? So deity is a non-different from the Lord himself, you know. He's, as Krishna says, they're non-different from me. So therefore, worship of deity and worship of the Lord is synonymous. But if you treat the, the deity as stone, then the Lord will become stone. As you surrender, I reward accordingly. But if you think that the Lord is non-different, is there, then that's another thing. Hmm. Yes, Prabhu. You follow this point. So I recommend you to read this Madhya chapter 4. Well, the story goes on how he goes to Ramuna and there the Lord again steals the sweet rice for him. Hmm? Yes, Prabhu. And there's also the next pastime where the Lord you know, he witnesses a marriage ceremony, you know. There's a marriage ceremony in the, you know, the Lord. He walks all the way from Vrindavan. And he comes to, you know, a place called uh, Katak, you know. Where he walked, so many miles he walked. How is it possible the Lord can walk, you know. Hmm. So, so the Lord, you know, the two Brahmins went there and then the older Brahmin wanted to offer his daughter to him. Hmm. And then <clears throat> the Brahmana who promised to give his daughter, he could not commit this obligation because of his family members. Then... Uh, then the Brahmin, he went to back to Vrindavan to call for the Lord to witness, you know. He called the Lord to come and witness. See here, the relatives were not interested in making the obligation. So here, you know, the son replied here, because you see here, the son is not a devotee. The father who promised, he said, you know, the elderly Brahmin said, if I do not give my daughter to the young Brahmana, he will call Sri Gopalji as a witness. Thus, he will take my daughter by force. And in that case, my religious principle will become meaningless. Then the son said, who is not a devotee, the deity may be, a, may be a witness, but he is in a distant country. How can he come to bear witness against you? Why are you so anxious about this? You see how a non-devotee is a way of relating to deities. 
and now a devotee sees the deity. You see, classic example. Then why do you why you do not have to flatly deny that you spoke a thing? There is no need to make a false statement. Simply say that you do not remember what you say. See how he's teaching the father to say. You simply say, I do not remember, I shall take care of the rest. By argument, I shall defeat the young Brahmin. So, you know, when the elderly Brahmin heard that, his mind became very much agitated, feeling helpless. He simply turned his attention to the lotus feet of Gopal. Elderly Brahmin prayed, my dear Lord Gopal, I have taken shelter your lotus feet and therefore I request you to please protect my religious principle from disturbance and at the same time save my kinsman from dying. The next day, the elderly Brahmana was thinking deeply of this matter when the young Brahmin came to his house. The young Brahmin came to him and offered respectful obeisance, then humbly folding his hand, he spoke as follows. You have promised to give your daughter in charity to me. Now you do not say anything. What is your conclusion? After the young Brahmin submitted the statement, the elderly Brahmins remained silent, taking this opportunity. His son immediately came out with a stick to strike the younger man. The son said, oh, you most degraded, you want to marry my sister just like a dwarf who wants to catch the moon. Seeing a stick in his hand of the son, the younger Brahmin flat. Next day, however, he gathered people together, all the people of the village. All the people of the village then called for the elderly Brahmana and brought him to the meeting place. The young Brahmana then began to speak before them as follows. The gentleman has promised to hand over his daughter to me, and yet now he does not follow his promise. Please ask him about his behavior. All the people gathered there, asked the elderly Brahman, if you have already promised to give your daughter in charity, why are you not fully fulfilling your promise? You have given your word of honor. The elderly Brahman said, my dear friend, please hear what I have to submit. I do not exactly remember making a promise like this, like that. When the elderly Brahmana's son heard this, he took the opportunity to juggle some words, becoming very impudent. He stood before the assembly and spoke as follows. While touring various holy places of pilgrimage, my father carried much money. Seeing the money, the rogue decided to take it away. There was no, there was no one beside this man with my father giving him an intoxicant known as duta, dutura. To eat this rogue made my father mad. Having taken all my father's money, this rogue claimed that he was taken by some thief. Now he's claiming that my father has promised to give him his daughter in charity. All of you assemble here, gentlemen, please judge whether it is befitting to offer this food, poor Brahmin, my father's daughter. Hearing all this statement, all the people gathered there became little doubtful. They thought it quite possible that because of attraction of riches, one might give up this religious principle. At that time, the young Brahmin said, my dear gentlemen, please hear, just to gain victory in an argument, this man is lying. I've been satisfied with my service, this Brahmin said to me of his own accord, I promise to hand over my daughter to you. At that time, I forbade him to do this, telling him, oh, best of the Brahmanas, I'm not a fit husband for your daughter. Whereas you are a learned scholar, rich man, belonging to an aristocratic family, I am poor man, uneducated, with no claim to aristocracy. 
Still, this Brahmana insisted again and again. He asked me to accept this proposal, saying, I've given you my daughter, please accept her. I then said, please hear, you learned, you are learned Brahmana, your wife, friends, relatives will never agree to this proposal. My dear sir, you will not be able to fulfill your promise. Your promise will be broken. Yet again and again, the Brahmana emphasized this promise. I have offered you my daughter. Do not hesitate. She is my daughter and I shall give her to you. Who can forbid me? At that time, I concentrated my mind and requested the Brahmana to make the promise before the Gopal deity. The gentleman said in front of Gopal Deity, My dear Lord, please bear witness. I offered my daughter to this Brahmana in charity. Accepting the Gopal Deity as my witness, I then submitted the following at his feet. If the Brahman later hesitated to give me his daughter, my dear Lord, I shall call on you as witness. Please note this and with, note this with care and attention. As I have called upon the great personality in this transaction and I ask the Supreme Lord to be my witness, this entire world accepts the word of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Taking this opportunity, the elderly Brahman immediately confirmed that this was really true. He said, if Gopal personally comes here to, to serve as a witness, I shall surely give my daughter to the young Brahman. The elderly Brahmana's son immediately confirmed this, saying, yes, this is a very nice settlement. So, you see how he went. The elderly Brahman thought, since Lord Krishna is very merciful, he will certainly come to prove my statement. The artistic son thought, it is not possible for Gopal to come and bear witness. Thinking that, the father and son agreed. The younger Brahman took this opportunity to speak. Please write this down on paper in black and white so that you may not again change your word of honor. All the assembled people got this statement down in black and white and taking the signatures of agreement from both of them served as mediators. The young Brahman then said, will you, will all you gentlemen present please hear me? This elderly Brahman is certainly truthful and is following religious principles. He had no desire to break his promise, but fearing that his kinsman would commit suicide, he deviated from the truth. By the piety of the elderly Brahman, I shall call the Supreme Personality of Godhead as witness. At this, I shall keep his truthful promise intact. Hearing the empathic statement of the young Brahmanas, some atheists in the meeting began to cut jokes. However, someone else said, after all, the Lord is merciful. If he likes, he can come. After the meeting, the young Brahmana started for Vrindavan and upon arriving there, he first offered his obeisance to the deity and then narrated everything in full detail. He said, my Lord, you are the protector of Brahminical culture and you are also very merciful. Therefore, kindly show your great mercy by protecting the religious principle asked to Brahmanas. My dear Lord, I'm thinking to be I'm not thinking to become happy by getting the daughter as a bride. I'm simply thinking that the Brahmana has broken his promise and that is giving me great pain. See how the Vaishnavas are behaving. The younger Brahman continued, my dear sir, you are very merciful and you know everything. Therefore, kindly be a witness in this case. A person who knows things as they are and still does not bear witness become involved in sinful activities. You see, this is a very important point. 
A person who knows things as they are and still does not bear witness become involved in sinful activities. Lord Krishna replied, My dear Brahmana, you go back to your home and call a meeting of all the men. I, in that meeting, just try to remember me. I shall certainly appear there and at that time I shall protect the honor of both of you Brahmanas by bearing witness to the promise. The young Brahmana replied, My dear sir, even if you appear there as 400 Vishnu deities, still none of these people will believe in your words. Only if you go there in this form of Gopal and speak the word from your beautiful face, will your testimony be heard by all the people. Lord Krishna said, I never heard of a deity walking from one place to another. The Brahmana replied, that is true. But how is it that you are speaking to me, although you are a deity? You understand this point? Huh? Lord Krishna says, there was no incident of a deity walking. He is, he is the Lord himself. But the clever young Brahman replied, but you can speak. Definitely you can walk. You understand this point? So if the deity worship is some kind of a, as we have on from the beginning of the class stress, is some mental speculation, uh, something concocted, then how the Lord will speak. Hmm? And not only he spoke, you can see he walked. My dear Lord, you are not a statue. You are directly the son of Maharaj Nanda. Now for the sake of the old Brahman, you can do something you have never done before. See this point here? Hmm. The Gopalji then smiled and said, my dear Brahman, just listen to me. I shall walk behind you. And this way, I shall go with you. See here? The Lord prepared to walk. In the deity form, he walked. Lord continued, do not try to see me by turning around. As soon as you see me, I shall remain stationary in that place. So this was another condition. How the Lord walked. So from Vrindavan, you can go. You will see he is there in Katak, the same deity. You will know that I am walking behind you by the sound of my ankle bells. Cook one kilo of rice daily and offer it. I shall eat that rice and will follow behind you. See here again, the Lord also eats. Not only he is uh, walking, he is also eating. Hmm? So this happened. It is not that it didn't happen. That same deity are there. You can go and see. Hmm? Next day, the Brahmana begged permission from Gopal and started for his country. Gopal followed him step by step. While Gopal followed the young Brahman, the tinkling sound of his ankle bell could be heard. The Brahmana became very pleased and he cooked first-class rice for Gopal to eat. The young Brahmana walked and walked in this way until he eventually arrived his own country. When he neared his own village, he began to think as follows. I have now come to my village. I shall go to my home and tell all people that the witness has arrived. Brahmana began to think of that. If the people didn't directly see Gopal deity, they would not believe that he had arrived. But even if Gopal stays here, he thought there's still nothing to fear. Thinking this, the Brahmana turned 
to look back and he saw that Gopal, the Supreme Personality Godhead, was standing there smiling. The Lord told the Brahmana, now you can go home, I shall stay here and I shall not leave. You see again, the Lord spoke. Huh? Young Brahmana then went to the town and informed all the people about Gopal's arrival. Hearing this, the people were struck with wonder. All the town people went to see the witness Gopal and when they saw the Lord actually standing there, they all offered their respectful obeisances. When the people arrived, they were very pleased to see the beauty of Gopal and when they heard that he had actually walked there, they were all surprised. Hmm. And the elderly gentleman, the elderly Brahmana, been very pleased, came forward and immediately fell like a stick in front of Gopal. That is in the presence of all town people, Lord Gopal bore witness that the elderly Brahmana had offered his daughter in charity to the young Brahmana. After the marriage ceremony was performed, the Lord informed both Brahmanas, you are two Brahmanas, are my eternal servants, birth after birth. That means these Brahmanas, they are taking birth eternally to do these pastimes of the Lord. Hmm? Understand? So this pastime of the Lord is not just done once, it's going on eternally. Hmm? So please read the purport of you get the time. Huh? Uh, running short of time. The Lord continued, I have become very much pleased by the truthfulness of you both. Now you can ask for a benediction. Thus with great pleasure to Brahmanas back for a benediction. Brahmanas say, please remain here so that people all over the world will know how merciful you are to your servants. See how the Lord is speaking. Gopal stayed and the two Brahmanas engaged in his service. After hearing of the incident, many people from different countries began to come to see Gopal. So you can also go and see. Uh, that's there in Sakshi Gopal in Katak. Hmm. So similarly, I also have an incident in my personal life. So I think it's sometime in the 90s, 90, maybe 90. I was actually, um, I told this story many times. I was resting in my place. <clears throat> that time we were in a Bankulan street. And then I had a vision of Krishna coming through the door. I remember my door very clearly. And I still remember the Lord very clearly. So he came. And when he came, I immediately saw him. I say, oh, my Lord, you have come. At that time, in, around the 80s, I think it was in 1990s, I was practically not having much devotees with me. Mostly we are about two, two full-time or three full-time devotees, but all we had. So then the Lord came. Then I said, oh, my dear Lord, you have come. How am I going to take care of you? I remember this very clearly, still after so many years. Then he looked on the right side, you know, of him. He just turned around and looked behind on the right side, and there were so many devotees, uh, you know, behind. I was completely, uh, you know, uh, overjoyed, you know, actually. Then, of course, I turned on my left and I saw Prabhupada and Prabhupada was 
looking very happy. <clears throat> that was my vision. Then I woke up, I mean, I told the devotees, they all got excited and say they wanted to uh, buy the deity since, uh, you know, the deity has come. So we started a campaign trying to find if someone can help us donate a deity to our temple. And of course, surprisingly, when I also got that vision, then I was thinking, but Radha, Radharani did not come. And about again, one week later, again, the same vision, this time Radharani came also. Again, I was very happy. Then when we were trying, no one, no one helped actually. Then one devotee came from Delhi. He said, look, I have your temple looks like, you know, you need deities here, you know. At that time, we had very small uh, our Radha Manmohan deities. You know? And uh, as uh, he said, he said, okay, I'll send the deities. So we made arrangement to bring the deities from Delhi, Punjabi Bhag, I think. And of course, the manager of the Air India was very kind to us. He made every arrangement to see their safety, safe arrival here. He was actually my friend also. And then when he, the Lord landed here, and when we, I actually remember, I opened the box in, uh, in the cargo complex in uh, Changi Airport. You know, and I could not believe my eyes, those deities. They are here now, Radha Madhavan. They are exactly the same personality that came into my vision. It was amazing, you know. I think I was... Uh, it was very amazing. The, the Lord, you know, was uh, very uh, smiling, same smile, same everything, Radharani beside. So then that was something that uh, deity worship, you know, mm -hmm. and of course they are here still, and we are been going to so many places with them. We could not fix our place for them, so that has been our desire that finally we should establish a very nice temple for them, because <clears throat> they tried in many ways uh, with many obstacles. Because now we are embarking again on another place to safely install them for the for the uh, you know for long desire to manifest themselves, to give their darshan to so many people who will come in the future. And if those who have working with us and those who have come to the temple can definitely say for sure that Radha Mandamon is very special. They're not some ordinary deities that you buy from Jaipur or something. They're very transcendental. And of course, they're very merciful also. So many devotees, they have testified. Hmm? And another incident is also that when I was in America in 1983, and of course, I have the habit of worshipping the Lord in my mind. Every time, Japa time, I will be doing my puja in my mind, you know. <clears throat> so about one year, and I was in America at that time, and then on that Janmashtami day, that 
I remember again, I had a big festival. They wanted a small table that was in my room. So when I went there to fetch the table for doing some arati, and my room, I had only the keys. And when I went in, I saw these little deities, Radha Madhav Mohan, Utsa Murti, were standing there on my shelf, you know. Again, smiling very beautifully. I was surprised, you know, who who is doing this, you know, putting deities in my room. And I asked around and nobody, you know, wound up. So again, I take it that the Lord has been very kind to manifest himself to a humble self. And we have been worshipping them since that day, since 1983. Now is going to be 2023 next year. That is almost how many years? Hmm? 40 years. Sir. 40 years. I think they are more older than some of you here. Huh? Sure. So you see how uh, the Singapore temple is very special in that regard. You know, how the deities have manifested themselves. And those people who have been, been doing puja for them can testify. Yes? Hmm? Yes, Prabhupada. So, like that, deity worship and the deity and the Lord, they are non-different. As we read the verse, to think that they are ordinary is definitely the mood of an atheistic person. Or the Lord says, Pashandi. Pashandi means one who thinks that the Lord is made of stone, you know. So you please uh, take it a little more seriously. If you cannot uh, do worship at home, you can always come to the temple here. Or if you are not here, you can always go to our temple uh, in our area. If you cannot do all that, then at least start with pictures of the deities, you know. They're also non-different. And you can practice, you know, this waking up in the morning, offering them some little arati, some little prasadam. This way you can start your program, even though you're not initiated, but at least that way you will get strength, you know. Because without deity, it's very hard to make spiritual advancement. You cannot become regulated, you know. You very difficult because one day you do, one day you won't do. But if you have deity, then every day you must do, at least for the deity, you know. So you become regulated, then you become fixed up. And when you become fixed up, then you develop the taste, then you get the attraction, then one thing after the other. But if you're not fixed up, regulated, then how to do anything? Not possible, you know. So deity worship is very, very important. Because for those who are highly advanced, then there's Haridas Thakur or something, then that's another different story altogether. If you become Haridas I mean, maybe you are, I don't know, but definitely otherwise it is very important to have deity worship. Then the Lord will reciprocate also. Because the Lord is sitting in the heart, you know, he knows our very intention. So, okay, I'll stop here then. Anyone got any questions or?
کامنت ببینیم Hare Krishna Prabhu ji yeah. I offer my respectful obeisances unto you all glories to Srila Prabhupada all glories to you I, it's very nice pleasing to hear about your uh, real life experience Prabhu ji about uh, uh, seeing God himself and Srimad Radharani and means can we also be means can we also see like that visually why not if I, he can come to me I'm sure they can come to anybody correct Uh, yes but i mean for that we do we need to do be so much austerities and penances and all or is it only for particular persons that visualization you have to ask krishna no how can i answer yeah. this question you ask krishna you please come i'm sure he will come yes yes Those who are very devoted, yes, Krishna certainly. Krishna says, "I am in the heart of the devotee, and the devotees are in my heart. I know no one but my devotee, and the devotee knows knows no one but me." Correct? Yes, Prabhuji. Hmm. So you pray to Krishna. Why he can't come? He's there in your heart already. Correct? Yes. The more you chant and more you get connected, then you see the Lord will also reciprocate. Hmm. Yes. Yes, mm. yes Prabhu. It's not impersonal that you only come for some guys. No, he's there. He's already there with you. Otherwise, how you can come to this program? Unless he has been guiding you before you have appeared. No. Yes. Yes. So he's very kind. Uh, so Prabhu ji, you have seen, uh, I mean, like a physical human form, like or deity form, like Krishna. He when you the, he came in the deity form. Same okay. deity form. Same deity form. He came. He spoke. He didn't speak. He turned around and showed me. You know. So that vision is there in my mind. So I'm just telling you what I, you know, experience. And then the deities are here. You also can see them every day. I think they are posted, right? Yeah. Yes. Dressing and everything. Yes. And I can tell you, deity worship is not easy. You know, especially like this, especially out of India, it's hard to get Brahmin, Pujaris, Kuk, so many problems. You know, but ever since we have, they have come here. We have not stopped the worship, and those who are doing the worship, they can see how everything is going on so smoothly. Yes. Hmm. Yes, Prabhuji. Unless. Uh -huh. Unless he's doing it, how can it be done? Hmm? Yes. Yes. Prabhu And Jai. if once we have, uh, okay, Prabhu Ji. Sorry, Mataji. Prabhu, there are a couple of questions on the subject mm. in the okay. chat. In the uh, chat, huh? Yeah, Prabhu. Pralat Prabhu asking one question uh, about uh, Madhya four twenty nine. ویلیج 
but some village that village is mundam <laughs> i thought like narada shilik puranchana right like that uh, maybe a uh, hidden meaning is there something interpretation is there for that that's what was... no no interpretation the lord is speaking to his pure devotee no okay bro okay right okay bro i mean even you are not pure the lord is giving you food anyway correct okay <laughs> <laughs> huh? right yes bro hmm the lord is providing food for everybody yes okay bro thank you sari krishna so we have to know the lord is giving rice dal chapati even for the meat eaters also is providing meat yes who is providing you know eko yo bahunam vidadat kaman eko yo bahunam vidadat kaman he alone is providing for everybody yes yes to hmm so people who know they acknowledge they become devotees but those who are not they misuse and even if they are misusing the lord is still providing correct yes to Oh, that is mercy, you know. That's why they say, "I provide." Even a person does not ask anyone for food, I still provide, you know. So those who are devotees, they can understand this statement. But those non-devotees, they cannot understand. Hmm? Yes, thank you. What is the other question? As a devotee who is not initiated yet, how can I engage in some basic deity worship within the house deity? Within my house deity, what do you have in your house? Hare Krishna, Prabhu, Prabhu, I have some photos of uh, the Lord. So, so you worship the photos? Hmm? Best is you put uh, our authorized photos, no? Hmm? Yes, Prabhu. I have some. I have the photo of Shri Shri Radha Madhamohan himself. Ah, wow, very good. Then you just worship them with Prabhupada and Krishna and uh, and Gornitai. Hmm? Yes, Prabhu. Narishinga Dev, you know the standard pictures that you can start with. You know? Yes, Prabhu. So you you have been to the temple in Pondicherry, no? Correct. Yes, Prabhu. Yes, Prabhu. So I think you know the standard. Correct. You just do. Huh? and if you don't know then you can always go to the temple the devotees will be glad to assist you on that actually i wanted to ask about this like uh, no because there are some particulars which i have observed you know like once uh, pradhat prabhu had mentioned that you should we should not offer apparently is mentioned in act of devotion that we should not offer incense without offering flowers so there are some details about that which i am not aware of So I need to ask all that. So many other sixty-four things are there. The do's and the don'ts of deity worship is described in the nectar of devotion, hmm? mm. and also in the CC. But you do what you can do. Doesn't matter because there are pictures. Hmm? Mm. Yes, Prabhu. So the pictures are. But you have deity is there. Then that's another thing. Then you have to be very careful. Hmm? Mm. So by pictures you don't know doesn't matter you practice you know what you learn and you what the devotees teach you you do the basics no especially sure. waking up in the morning and offering them you know some some uh, boga and then doing a little arati simple yes. you know and then while you cook something you offer to them so like this you can learn no hmm? yes, 
And then if you've got time, you go to that regular temple and then you can see how the, everything is conducted, no? Yeah. Mm. So these are all standard procedures that are given by our Prabhupada, uh, how to worship the deity he has taught us. Then eventually when you get initiated, you learn. Hmm? Yes, please. No, so that requires a little training. Yes? Yes. Hmm. And deity worship definitely helps uh, fix our mind. There's no doubt about that. Thank you so much, Prabhu. Hmm. Any other questions? No other question in the chat. No other questions, huh? Divya, you got something to say? Yes, Prabhuji. When we are, I mean, like we are now in neophyte phase. So at that time, I have to do, uh, if I want to do deity worship and at the same time, I have to read books also. At that time, if I miss any of the party or something, what will happen? I mean, how to cope up with that? So you, do we need you, uh, you just do basic, you know, wake up in the morning. That's about all you do, Mangala Arti. And then maybe you got time, you do in the evening again, two times. Okay. Only if it is temple, then there must be uh, yeah, procedure when, and when it you, is must. Yeah, when you install the deity, then you have to do all the rules and regulations and the timings and all that. That you have to have more hands, you know, and you have to be a little experienced. Okay. Uh, okay. Yes. So now you just do pictures and you just offer in the morning when you wake up. Huh? And then you turn your rounds. Then you read your books. Then you again in the evening, you have time again, you do. Hmm? Yes, Prabhuji. Mm. Not a very hard and fast rule for beginners, no? Okay. Correct? Yes, Prabhuji. Mm. But the main thing is to do regularly so that you wake up every day and you do your program, no? Get regulated. Then when you get initiated, then there are other rules to follow, you know? Yes. Mm. And one more question also, Prabhuji. Here at Tirupati, there are so many temples, Vishnu temples only, Lord Ramachandra, Vishnu, mm. like this, so many. And everybody, most of them around us, like their uh, pujaris, like temple worshippers. So they are every moment they are worshipping one after one, one after one. They are engaged completely like for deity worship. So they are, but they are not preaching is not happening with them. So will they also be benefited equally like because they are directly serving Krishna, uh, Vishnu. So they are equally benefited. So we have read this now for people who are neophyte, deity worship is strongly recommended. Okay. So they all are, you know, practically in the neophyte state. We don't preach. That's because they don't have time also for preaching. It means continuously when they're employed to do that service. The so moment, you, moment you are employed, you have no more devotion. Okay. You understand? Most of them are employed means they have no devotion. They take it as a job. Devotional service means you cannot accept anything in return. No. 
You understand? Yes, yes, so professor. These people have all become very degraded. They think it as a job. They go there, they ring some bell, and then they chant a few mantras and they go home. That's it. Wherefore, the preaching has gone down. And no, not on top of that, they maintain their social status quo, thinking they're very pure. No doubt they are pure, they are Brahmins who are doing some worship, but they become puffed up, you know. You understand? So when yes, that probably. happens, and when that happens, you get conditioned by the mode of goodness, then you don't make spiritual advancement also. You are not making the point of becoming transcendental. When you come to the transcendental consciousness, then you are full of humility. You understand? So yes, material mode is very dangerous. You want to remain, remain in the mode of goodness is not very appreciated, you know. So therefore, one must, that's why it says there, you must become Vaishnav. And a Vaishnav means that he is humble, no? Quality of Vaishnavs are there, right? Yes. Mm. Uh, basically, I think they, they are just, you know, like explain in this verse here. And go back to the screen. Then it is here. Give me a minute. I take the verse out. You can see what actually it is all about. This is what it is. This worshippers of your most temples, you know. Yeah, in this platform, actually, very, because <clears throat> they become devotees. In this platform here. You want to read it? Yes, Prabhuji. A prakritika bhakta or materialistic devotee does not purposefully study the sastra and try to understand the actual standard of pure devotional service. Consequently, he does not show proper respect to advanced devotees. He may, however, follow the regulative principles learned from his spiritual master or from his family who worships the deity. He is to be considered on the platform, on the material platform, although he is trying to advance in devotional service. Such a person is Bhakta Praya, neophyte devotee, or Bhakta Basa, for he is a little enlightened by Vaishnava philosophy. See? You understand? Yes, Prabhuji. Yes. Hmm? It's exactly what they are there. You follow? Yes. So being in this third class platform is very dangerous. He may fall down. In most of the case, they have fallen anyway. They're more interested in sending the children to universities and doing all kind of crazy jobs and all. Correct? Become, yes. Become no more serious about spiritual life. They think is uh, those guys got no brains only will do this work, no? Correct? Yes. Oh, very unfortunate. There's so much to learn from our our scriptures, but they're not interested. Correct? Why? Yes, because they've fallen. When you don't surrender and 
you know, work with the pure devotee, then you cannot make advancement. You understand? Spiritual life means, you know, you must associate with pure devotees. If you don't associate with pure devotees, then how you can make advancement? Hmm? You understand that? Yes, Prabhuji. So only deity worship can you, can you is not this? sufficient. Can you read this? Yes. What is it going to twenty? Okay. So you can read this. Srila Bhakti Vinoda Thakura has stated that if one has developed faith in Krishna consciousness, he is to be considered an eligible candidate for further advancement in Krishna consciousness. Those who have faith are divided into three categories, categories Uttama, Madhyama and Kanishta, first class, second class and neophyte. A first class devotee has firm conviction in the revealed scriptures and is expert in arguing according to the sastras. He is firmly convinced of the signs of Krishna consciousness. The Madhyama Adhikari or second class devotee has firm conviction in Krishna consciousness, but he cannot support his conviction by citing Sastric references. The neophyte devotee does not yet have firm faith. In this way, the devotee is our type. The standard of devotion is also categorized in the same way. A neophyte believes that only love of Krishna or Krishna consciousness is very good. But he may not know the basis of pure Krishna consciousness or how one can become a perfect devotee. Sometimes in the heart of a neophyte, there is attraction for karma, jnana or yoga. When he is free and transcendental to mixed devotional activity, he becomes a second class devotee. When he becomes expert in logic and can refer to the sastras, he becomes a first class devotee. The devotees are also described as positive, comparative and superlative in terms of their love and attachment for Krishna. It is to be understood that a Madhyama Adhikari, a second class devotee, is fully convinced of Krishna consciousness but cannot support his convictions with Sastric reference. A neophyte may fall down by associating with non-devotees because he is not firmly convinced and strongly situated. The second class devotee, even though he cannot support his position with Sastric reference, can gradually become a first class devotee by studying the Sastras and associating with a first class devotee. However, if the second class devotee doesn't, does not advance himself by associating with a first class devotee, he makes no progress. There is no possibility that a first class devotee will fall down, even though he may mix with non-devotees to preach. Conviction and faith gradually increase to make one an Uttama Adhikari a first-class devotee. So you see that? Yes, Prabhuji. So you have to associate, you know, with devotees, you know. Without association, especially with advanced devotee, then it's very difficult. And these people, they have no access to all that. And I don't know, they got some sheer and all that, the Ramanujas, you know. Yes, um, but as per uh, Madhya, I mean, CC Madhya Leela or some I mean, some scriptures, Prabhuji, it is said uh, anyone who is following four sampradayas, any one of the sampradayas, because we are following Brahman, 
Madhva Gaudiya Sampradaya, they are following Sri Sampradaya, then they can also be eligible to go to Krishna. Um, yeah, as please, per that. You please tell them to give up their coffee and tea, onion and garlic. Okay. Hmm? Correct? Yes. Tell me. I also be associated with them. <laughs> I see the first thing they do is wake up for, and ask for coffee. Huh? Yes, Papaji. They don't take chanting very seriously. Hmm? That means they are not following their sampradaya properly. Just like in ISKCON also, so many people are doing nonsense. Okay, yes, Papaji. Hmm? Got it. Oh, so, yes. So it doesn't matter whether they or us or anybody, if you don't follow, then you have, <laughs> how are you going to get to make advancement? We criticize others. We also say, correct? Our movement is much more, only 50 years. Already you see how many deviations are coming in. Yes? Yes, Prabhuji. Hmm. Understand? That's why Krishna says, you know, as time goes on, everything becomes uh, spread out, you know. Things become loosen up, people deviate. That's why time to time he has to come to again revive the whole thing. Especially Kali Yuga, things are very, uh, uh, let's say, you know, bad. Yes? Yes, probably. So when common people call us like fanatics, how we should take it and how to reply that? Well, you know, <clears throat> the best way is to ignore them, you know. They can okay. say so many things. People will always say, you know, they always, everyone, first thing is to criticize, no? Yes? Yes. That their whole brain is to be critical. If somebody doing something not normal, then they become very averse to that. Right? You understand? Just like even wearing a sari also, people criticize. Although it is their national dress. Yes? Yes, Prabhupada. <laughs> See how everything is so much toxic. No? Means uh, when these kinds of situation come, sometimes we may feel because we are not completely advanced, like whether are they saying that or really, means we will not be knowing that whether we are doing right or wrong. So that's at that time, we. That's why we need spiritual master. We have to follow instruction. I don't know, but my spiritual master knows. I just have to follow him. Okay. You understand? I cannot yes, follow probably. my mind because the mind is always interested in going to Maya. So our whole idea is to hear, to come out and to love Krishna. So to love Krishna, we need the help of a pure devotee to teach us how to go. Correct? Yes. Mm. That's why Guru is very important. The Guru will teach you how to go to Krishna. And if you don't have a guru, then how you will go? Not possible. Correct? Yes, Prabhuji. Mm. That's why association, surrender, that guru means surrender. Guru is very important. Surrender without surrender, you cannot go forward, no? You understand? Yes. Mm. So if you don't want to surrender and at the same time you want to have spiritual life, it's a little bit contradictory. 
it cannot work. You can carry on like that for 300 million years. Nothing will happen. You understand? That's why surrendering to spiritual master is the number one, what we say, important work that one must do. And you have to surrender. Then yes, then Krishna. Of course, in your heart, if you desire to surrender, then Krishna will make all the arrangements. If in your heart you don't have that desire, then how Krishna will do anything? Correct? Yes, Prabhupada. Yes. Yeah. You have to pray, Krishna, please, you know, help me. I want to surrender. I want to surrender and take shelter of Prabhupada. Yes, then tomorrow everything will happen. Hmm? You understand? Yes? Yes. Hmm. yes. But you don't want to surrender, then why Krishna want to bother? Correct? Yes. Krishna can take us out of any condition in, in, in a moment. Just like Kajendra, he was suffering. The crocodile was winning the war. His leg was going to go. It is going to be finished. And he realized, there is nothing more I can do. I want to surrender. Then he started praying to the Lord. Correct? And in a moment, not even a moment, the Lord appeared immediately, pulled him out, cut the head of the crocodile, everything was over, and took him back to the spiritual world. Moment. Similarly, it can happen to us also. That's why the Lord is waiting for us to surrender. If we don't want to surrender, then how anything can work? Yes? Yes, Prabhuji. Hmm? Oh, I have surrendered, I have surrendered. No, no, I already <laughs> surrendered. <laughs> if not happening means it's not surrendering. If you surrender means it should happen. Yes? Yes. Hmm. Surrender is not according to your terms, you know. Surrender means according to the conditions of spiritual master and Krishna. You understand that point? Yes, Prabhuji. Mm. You understand? So then, yes, everything will be taken. Why Krishna had to keep us here suffering in this material world? Huh? He can immediately take us and finish everything. Why, why, why is there need to be, you know, putting so many nonsense on us? Because we are still interested in enjoying material life. That's the problem. Yes. Yes, Prabhupada. So how to completely surrender means we should not be there in our life, like only Srila Prabhupada should be there, prominent in our life. That is no, the you, you first take initiation. Huh? You work on that. And then okay. everything will unfold. Stages it will unfold. Krishna is in your heart. Krishna will guide you more because you are connected. You know? At the time of initiation, Krishna sees the Devotee as good as himself, you know, is there. So you try, you first work on yourself. How many months you are chanting now? Uh, I have been chanting for one year, Prabhuji. 16 rounds? Yes. So, okay, you try to make yourself to go to Pondicherry, you know, and if you can go there and spend a week or two, and you get a little bit more strengthened, huh? Yes, Prabhuji. And then the 
President there, Prahlad. Are you there, Prahlad? Ah, yes, to the nurse. Yeah. Thank you. So let her come to your place and you guide her a bit more and then you can recommend her. That'll be very nice. She can ah. get connected. Hmm? Yes, we also have the morning japa session every day. And Mataji comes uh, sometimes. So that is uh, one way to observe the devotees. I mean, I told some devotees, if you come morning regularly, Mangalarti, I can recommend for initiation. I told some devotees. Hmm. So no come problem. every day for chanting, then I can recommend the name. Nice if they can come to your place also and stay for three days, five days like this, you know, so yes. we can see them properly. You know? Festivals. Yeah, they can be chanting also with their video off and can be sleeping on the sofa, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of them, yes. <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> I, I've known all the tricks, you know. I've been in this trade for 46 years now, 47 years. I know all the tricks. On the other hand, they may have another phone and watching some movie and chanting also. <laughs> more more cuteness. <laughs> Understand. So they should come. <laughs> At least they can make a trip to the temple and then stay there and then they see the devotees, you know, observe. That will be very good for you. Hmm? Yes, sir. Yes. Yes, sir. So take care then. Huh? You have no more question. I offer my obeisance to all of you. Thank you for your time and engaging me in your humble service. I'm very happy to be of some use. All glories to Prabhupada. Hmm? Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Jai Shri Prabhupada. 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 Jai Shri Prabhupada.